Ever have a disagreement with somebody you loved and respected and you were at polar opposites? That's going to be the topic of today's episode, having a disagreement with God. You're listening to the 24-7 Prayer Warrior Podcast, brought to you by 247prayerwarrior.com, your place for personal and spiritual breakthrough. We're going to consider an intercessor who had a great disagreement in prayer, a conversation with God, got his answer in prayer, and didn't like it and argued about it. Maybe you're there today. Let's consider this together. What we've got here is failure to communicate. This episode of the podcast is not going to be for your average person who's just trying to figure out what prayer is all about. It's actually going to be more for the more advanced, experienced intercessor. This podcast is mostly dedicated to helping those that have no spiritual background whatsoever to figure out what this prayer thing is all about and how to tap into what God has available for them so that they get the answers to their prayers. This this podcast today, though, is going deeper. Uh, this is for those that, you know, in particular, will be able to understand a bit more who have spent their lives calling on God and seeing God do different things in different contexts uh, that you didn't always expect. Uh, but uh, as I talk, though, I'm going to find that I'm going to be juxtaposed by uh, several different positions. Some people are really going to get all excited and applaud and uh, agree with everything I'm going to say, and, and uh, particularly initially, yes. And then uh, there's going to be those that right out of the chute are going to wonder what the heck I'm going to do. And they're already just can't believe that I would even bother to say something like that. Um, And, uh, you know, but then all of a sudden it's going to turn and uh, people are going to be just uh, either side. And they're going to kind of not really know which side to take because this is not your average kind of podcast episode where you really can can figure out where it's going because um, honestly, we're going to consider this intercessor that, that few really consider as an intercessor uh, and because of the nature of the message that comes out. And uh, it's going, it can it stir us to the core of our being. So I want to encourage you to stay through the whole podcast. It's not going to be a long podcast, but to stay with me because there's a message here. If we really want answers to our prayers, We need to hear this. I'm going to relate a story to you that, again, is going to put me in a juxtaposition where opposing sides, because from a theological standpoint, from a God standpoint, from your faith standpoint, there's going to be an immediate disagreement. I'm going to get shot from both sides, but here it is. This is what happened. I was young and I was current, I was going through school and I was uh, aligned with a group that was very much focused on faith and believing God for miracles. That uh, we need to eliminate all doubt and believe. If we just believe, we confess it, we focus on it, it will happen because God's word said so. That was the teaching, although in my own private study of the scripture, 
I saw a different dynamic, but I was young, so I trusted those that were older than me and been in this longer than me. So I was trying to go down that road. Well, during this period of time, a friend of a friend asked me to go to visit the hospital of a, of a woman that was dying of cancer, someone I did not know, and uh, that uh, she uh, had young children, young school-aged children, and uh, they were praying for her healing. Obviously, a heart-wrenching circumstance. So I went to this hospital room, not knowing any of these people, and there was a woman lying in bed, uh, dying of cancer, her children in the room, very somber, you know, kids worried about their moms, worried about their future, because it was very, you know, in, not in, in good, and, and I, I forget this, but I, I think she was a single mom, which made it even worse as I come to think about it, but I, I don't remember that part of the story very clearly at that time. But uh, I went in there full of faith. I didn't care what they, you know, were going to, I was going to tell them about Jesus, believing upon Jesus, turning their lives over to Jesus, and then praying for her healing. That was the focus. I wasn't going to listen to anything else. That's what it was. But as I always do when I, before I go to prayer, I ask the person, her, you know, is there specific things you really want me to pray about before I go to prayer? And that's in line with what Jesus often did. Jesus would go up to somebody who, who was clearly sick, lame, blind, deaf, whatever, and then ask them a question. What is it you want me to do? Which is a very interesting question. It's obvious what they want, but no, Jesus asked the question. So I asked it, and she said this very simply. I want you to pray for my children and my family that when I'm gone, they'll be protected and cared for. It was something along that line. I don't know if I quoted exactly, but it was, that was the essence of the prayer. Well, I, I didn't want to believe that, so I just, you know what? It's a very hard time. They've been going through a rough time. I'm gonna, I read some scripture, and I wanted to encourage their faith. And the more I tried to build their faith, this sense came over me not to go down that road, which was really counter to what I'd been taught. And so I decided, you know, I'm just going to go to prayer and believe for her healing and pray for her healing. And I started praying and God said to me very clearly, she's gonna die. That was not why I was there, that she was gonna die. I was there with God's man, faith the power to, he to heal and believe for her to healing. And her, her children very upset, gonna lose their mother within, it could be hours, no more than a couple days, she's going to pass away. God said she's going to die. Well, I, I went ahead and prayed. I prayed for her healing. I prayed as much faith as I could, encouraging them to give their lives to Jesus, all of that, but walked out of that room just mystified because he said she's going to die. And sure enough, within a couple days, she passed away. What happens, intercessors, those of you who are experienced intercessors, when you pray for something and God leads you in a different direction that where nobody wants to go? How do you handle that? So in this podcast that's been around for over a year and a half, we spent a lot of time on the front end talking about the upcoming elections, which and eventually the pandemic, uh, cultural issues, racial issues, civil unrest that was going on in the country, clearly a, a war going on in the country. And we quoted and played and recorded a lot of prophets that were saying 
how the election would go and how the pandemic would go and what God was saying, what God was doing. And most of what they said didn't happen. Now, I never prophesied, never said God said the election will turn this way and it's going to go this way. The pandemic is going, never said that. I certainly wanted it to go the way the prophets were, obviously, because I was bringing them into the the podcast. It was something that I supported. But God never said it's going to happen that way. But never said it wasn't going to happen that way either. So I went with that which I was believing for. And none of it turned out that way. And it continues to go down a road that you're not expected. And you know what? Today's podcast, we're considering an intercessor that dealt with that very situation. And that person is the prophet Jeremiah in the Old Testament. Very few people consider Jeremiah as one of the great intercessors that you want to talk about because Jeremiah, who pleaded with God, who's there's prayers and dialogue with God back and forth, where Jeremiah is praying for things to turn around in his nation. And God kept telling him, no, I'm not going to do that. Matter of fact, I'm bringing destruction. So stop praying that way. I'm bringing destruction. Matter of fact, Jeremiah, I'm going to send you to say things to them that they're not going to like, and they're going to attack you, which they did. He suffered greatly and didn't even want to talk anymore in God's name. And yet God kept giving him the words and he had to do it out of obedience because the Lord's hand was on him. Prophesying something that did not want to hear and nobody wanted. As a matter of fact, the prophets of the day were prophesying great blessing and prosperity over the nation. They were pulling from past scriptures and experiences when the nation had been attacked and when they sought God, they did their thing that God turned around and that's what they're prophesying. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about Babylon coming in, destroying Jerusalem. No, no, no. No, no. God's going to do this great thing and everybody got on board with it and Jeremiah was the lone guy saying, nope, you know what? You just need to give it up, move on and uh, just go forward and even when when you're driven out of the land, pray for the prosperity of the land. Jeremiah 14, verse 19 through chapter 15, verse 6. Have you completely rejected Judah? Or have you loathed Zion? Why have you stricken us so that we are beyond healing? We have waited for peace, but nothing good came. And for a time of healing, but behold, terror. You know our wickedness, O Lord, the iniquity of our fathers, for we have sinned against you. Do not despise us for your own name's sake. Do not disgrace the throne of your glory. Remember and do not annul your covenant with us. Are there any among the idols of the nations who give rain? Or can the heavens grant showers? Is it not you, O Lord God? Therefore, we hope in you. For you are the one who has done all these things. Then the Lord said to me, 
Even though Moses and Samuel were to stand before me, my heart would be not with this people. Send them away from my presence and let them go. It shall be that when they say to you, where should we go? Then you are to tell them, thus says the Lord, those for death to death, those for the sword to the sword, those for famine to famine, those for captivity to captivity. I will appoint over them four kinds, declares the Lord, the sword to slay, the dogs to drag off, the birds of the sky and the beasts of the earth to devour and destroy. I will make them an object of horror among all the kingdoms of the earth because of Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, the king of Judah, for what he did in Jerusalem. Indeed, who will have pity on you, O Jerusalem? Who will mourn for you? Or who will turn aside to ask about your welfare? You who have forsaken me, declares the Lord, you keep going backward. So I will stretch out my hand against you and destroy you. I am tired of lamenting. So you, you read this, this passage, and it's a dialogue between Jeremiah and God. It starts out, Jeremiah praying, asking God, say, look, you, you can do anything. Turn this around. We're in trouble. You're the one. You're the one that we hold on to. You're the one that we have long relationship with. And, and you just don't forget your promises to us. So turn this around. That's why I'm going to stand in the gap. We're being attacked. And then God basically says, no, wait, no matter what you do, it's not going to turn around. God even says to him, if, if Moses and Samuel were to stand before him, Moses was one in uh, the book of Exodus, you find there's a, there's a prayer that Moses prayed where God said, I'm going to destroy the nation and start all over with you. And then Moses prayed and asked God not to do that, to turn around and said, God changed his mind. And then Samuel, who anointed the first two kings of Israel, would change the whole structure and government of, of where it was going and basically anointed, da anointed David, basically anointing the Messiah that would to come, Jesus, through David's family line. Very important people that knew how to pray. You know, two guys that knew how to pray. And, uh, and, and God said, even if Moses and Samuel were to pray, what you're trying to pray, uh, it ain't going to happen. I mean, how is it going to be? I mean, you know, that's not the last thing that you want to hear. You're trying to go through, uh, trying to change God's mind, and God goes forward and said, I'm bringing about destruction. People are going to die, and there was a reason for it. It had gone so long and so hard, and it was something that happened in the past but because of it, it continued. And so what I'm trying to say here is sometimes there, there's something that's happened that is so deep and structurally deep that things have to completely change and have to go to a direction that we don't want to go. And there has to be brokenness and God's justice has to be prevailed, has to happen for, for right. But God's got a plan and things are going to work out accordingly. But as intercessors, we may find us getting up against a wall where God is saying something that we just 
don't want to hear. I encourage you to read the whole book of Jeremiah. There's this constant dialogue back and forth where Jeremiah even, even struggles saying, God, I don't, I don't want to even want to speak on behalf of you no more. I mean, I, I'm, this is terrible. I'm getting attacked. I'm getting beat up, literally getting beat up, thrown in prison, jail, the stocks, thrown into a pit, laughed at. Uh, I'm not a popular guy, and, and yet this goes on. God keeps saying, keep going because this is what's going to happen, and that's indeed what happened. There's a scripture in Jeremiah 29 that's often quoted that you hear a lot, that a lot of the folks, you hear a lot today because a lot of our churches, this is what they want to focus on is Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. Great promise. We want that. We want to take that to the bank. That's where we want to go. We want to hang our coats on that. But if you read the verses that come before it and after it, you get a different picture. Jeremiah 29, verse 7 through 13. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will have welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets who are in your midst and your diviners deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams which they dream. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name, and I have not sent them, declares the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to drink, bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So even God says to Jeremiah here, he says, you know, when you're delivered and you're, you're driven out, your city is sacked, people die, when you're sent out to another country that you don't want to be at, pray for its welfare. Pray for its welfare, that it would prosper so that you can prosper under this regime. And it's like, well, that's like an alternate universe. I mean, that can't be God's plan for our lives. I mean, why would God send us to an evil nation? He did because they deserved it. He kept calling them for years and years and years and years, calling them to turn it around and repent. And they wouldn't listen. And then this King Manasseh, who, by the way, was raised by a father who was a godly king who did, the scripture says he did everything right. His son who became king was the worst king Israel ever had. He just took it, everything bad on steroids. And because of what he did, and even though he turned around, we had a previous podcast of his prayer. Of, of, of repenting, and God turned it around. As a matter of fact, God blessed him at the backside of his life, 
But because of it, but still what he did had lasting effects. I told you this was going to be deep. Stay with me. What's happened in our past has lasting effects that no matter what we say and no matter how much we want to apply the blood of Christ over it, God has shaped and is directing events toward God's ultimate purpose, but it's through a time that we don't want to go. So that verse that you know, we just heard in Jeremiah 29, that verse 11 that everybody wants to talk about, the previous verses talk about you're going to that nation, you're going to be exiled, that means you're going to be kicked out of your home, you're going to lose your home, but pray for the, the, the place that you're going. Don't listen to the prophets who are saying good things, good things are coming and going to come. No, but he said there's going to be 70 years where you're going to be kicked out of your home, 70 years, but when that's over, then my good blessing and prosperity that I have planned for you is going to come. And then when that happens, then you will call upon God and you will pray and he will listen. And when we search for him from our whole heart, that's when things will happen. This is not a simple concept. I told you, and I know right now a lot of you are wanting to bristle at this because this is not what you've been taught. This is not what you want to hear. This is not the podcast you're listening to. This is not the YouTubes you're listening to. It's not the most popular preachers of the day. That everything is good, 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 and do not let any negativity in your space. Not popular, but this is the scripture. Read all of Jeremiah. It sounds very similar to what, I hate to say it, but here you go, in the church of what's going on right now. He talks about the false prophets, just blessing, blessing, blessing. Don't listen to it. He talks about immorality in the church, adultery throughout the church, throughout God's people. He talks about that. I don't say that with any malice in my heart or judgmentalism. I stand amongst the sinners. I am as guilty as anyone else from turning away from God and not doing the right thing. But this is us. This is what we're facing. This is why we are where we are. What's coming, I don't know. We as intercessors need to call on God and let God give us the direction of how we should pray. But I'm telling you, in this time, something is different. And we're not praying the right way. We're not, something is amiss. There's a lot of prophecy that's going on about this great end time revival that's right now. And we just got to pray it into existence. If you study history, the great revivals, what always started the revival was very rough times, people turning to God in repentance. 
Then revival came. I don't see a lot of repentance going on. I don't hear it. I hear a lot of wanting to go back to the way we wanted to go back and get out of this funk. And here we are with the Delta strain, the coronavirus. It's not going away. We need to stop doubling down and, and wanting to get what we want to get in order to position ourselves to what God is really wanting to do and say. And I really believe what I'm sensing is getting back to the basics, which is repentance, turning to God and doing the things that God is telling us to do, preaching the gospel, discipling people, giving to the poor, being a blessing. Okay, so you know what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. Anybody care what this guy thinks? No! I fully expected to have that kind of reaction from some folks, and I get it. I'm not throwing stones at you either. I'm not, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers at you. We're a part of it. Years ago, I worked for a very huge ministry, huge ministry. A lot of people worked for that ministry. A lot of people's livelihoods were connected to that ministry, making sure there's plenty of money coming through. I mean, you got that kind of an elephant going, you got to feed the elephant. That's part of what drives a lot of this stuff and how it's prophesied and the messages that are given is you've, you've built this monstrosity that now has to be taken care of. I said at the top that this episode was going to be more of your experience for more of your experienced intercessor, one who's been doing this for quite a while. And I'm sure I've stirred a few things and there's a lot of disagreements on that. Just stay with me. Let's stay in unity. Either way, I'm not prophesying, predicting anything. These are observations. These are observations because God's not directing me either way. All I know is when I pray, something is very different. I don't have that word to speak right now on how we should pray. Even as we go to prayer today, as we always do with the 24-7 Prayer Warrior podcast, we don't actually, we don't just talk about prayer. We actually pray. But in this particular instance, I want you to pray the way God leaves you to pray. Uh, there's not a lot that I'm going to add to that. Because I'm not sure where to go from here, except repentance, which we've talked about several times on this podcast, but continued repentance, humbling ourselves before the Lord, having him guide us and direct us and be open to what he's saying and doing, even when it's difficult and not comfortable. It's a lot of talk right now about, are we in the end times? You read the book of Revelation. The whole, it talks about persevering and making it through trial in order to receive the reward. That's what we're facing today. I know, I hope, 
I'm with you. I hope we get raptured out of here before the bad stuff really comes down. Honestly, in, in my view, and I may be wrong, this is my own opinion. This is through my own observation. We are in the end times because we were in the end times once Jesus was brought into heaven. The end times started right then. But the end, end, end times, I think we're on the backside of time. But I think there's more time to come. I think that as we intercede and call on God that, that things are going to happen and shift. But we have to be ready and be open. Our hearts have to be ready to receive. We, don't, we should not want to just embrace the end times. We should want people to come to know Christ because the scripture talks about that God will delay the events coming because he doesn't want to see anyone perish. He wants to give us time. As he kept telling Jeremiah, you know, I am tired of relenting on this demise. He kept putting off the inevitable judgment. He kept putting it off because he did not want to see people perish he doesn't want that now he doesn't want that from us i think there's more time but is there more time for us individually i don't know because in a sense we all are in the end times right we don't know if we have tomorrow any of us we don't know what tomorrow holds we don't there is no guarantee the odds would say we'll continue tomorrow, but we don't know that. So with that, Lord, we come to you with our hearts rent before you, God. And we want to hear your voice. Lord, we want blessing. We want blessing for your people. We want blessing on the United States of America. We want blessing in the globe. We want blessing in your church, your disciples, Lord, we want your kingdom come and your will be done. But God, we also with our hearts confess our sin before you. Turn our hearts and our ways toward you and ask you to forgive and heal us. We want revival. We want people to come to know you. God, empower us. Stretch forth your hand to do signs and wonders that people to confirm the word so that people would come to know you, God. And for those, God, that are feeling right now that uh, they're in a situation where they wonder if your judgment has come and there's no other way out, encourage those hearts, Lord, because as we seek you and call on your name, God, you will shelter us and carry us. Your promise is true regardless. When we go through the fire, when we pass through the waters, you will be with us if we turn to you. Even if the fire and waters were brought by you because of what we have done, you will be with us when we turn our hearts and our minds around to you, God, to lead us through that we would be your people, the sheep of your pasture, and you be our shepherd. As you walk us through the valley of the shadow of death, whatever that is, we will fear no evil when we look to you. Even though evil may come, we will not fear it because you will guide us through as our good shepherd. And we trust you to provide and carry us through as you have so many saints of old who were perished at the hands of other people because they were speaking your truth, yet you carried them and brought them in. And as we read in the book of Revelation, the martyrs, 
who cry out to you, God, that are with you, that are sheltered by you, Lord. We lay ourselves before you, God, confessing that our hands, our feet, our minds, our mouths, our eyes, our ears, our hearts have been far from you, God. So we turn ourselves to you. Even still, show us our ways. Reveal to us, God. Forgive our past, God. Forgive the sins of our fathers, Lord. If we could be released from that, God, so be it. We look to you as Moses did when you were going to bring calamity, God, and you changed your mind, it says in the book of Exodus. We would like that to be, but maybe we're like Jeremiah, where your, your plan is set in stone, it's come too far, and now we are to humble ourselves, submit to your plan, and still be your people in a distant land that we do not want to go, that you may be glorified and your people may be blessed walking with you, bringing others into the kingdom. God, advance your church. Empower those that we wouldn't expect. Thank you that your wisdom confines the wise, confounds the wise and the simple are raised up. We gather together with you, Lord. We submit to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to the 24-7 Prayer Warrior Podcast, brought to you by 247prayerwarrior.com, your place for personal and spiritual breakthroughs. This podcast is dedicated to helping all of us get in touch with the divine power, because that's the source of life, blessing, and grace. We encourage you, even though some of the things we talked about are not all that exciting from a human standpoint, they are exciting in knowing that the sovereignty and the power of God and the plan of God will take place. And we are to pray and just get on board. God bless you.